Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Say this about Baker Mayfield, Steve, and I don't think this was unexpected, but he sure has the aura and the confidence of a starting quarterback in the NFL. Um, look, I, we're a long way, you know, to, to July or August when they decide these things, or even September, right? But there's no question that you know Mayfield picked this opportunity because of just that. He thinks he can, you know reset his career, uh, a journey is what he has called it, and it has been that. And he says he's looking forward to the competition, which makes everybody better, and it does. But when you listen to Baker Mayfield, you say, okay, NFL starting quarterback. And that's the hurdle both on and off the field I think that Kyle Trask is going to face. Look, And you've talked about it. We've discussed this, that, that Trask just simply – has no track record in the NFL. I mean, he's played all or thrown all of nine passes, played in all of one regular season game, the final one of last year in a mop-up dude. He didn't do that well to boot. But Mayfield has a chance here, and it, it came through in his introductory press conference, I thought, on Monday, shortly after he signed his one-year contract, and it is just a one-year contract. Um, and he was, you know, very contrite uh, about it. I mean, he was realistic about what has occurred throughout his career, both good and bad. And he said, look, this is not how I drew up my career by any means. You know, I, I, if I was to tell you it would go based on a plan, I wouldn't have said that I'd put on three different uniforms in the year 2022, <laughs> but that's how it happens. Right. Um, so you got to learn with it, you know, you got to roll with it. And, and he says that, you know, he appreciates everything that's gone on because it's helped him get to where he was. And he did some stuff at the end of the year with the Rams. And so, you know, he, he says, I, I played a lot of ball. And he wanted to go somewhere that he had a chance to not only start, obviously, but also win. I, he, I think winning ultimately is how these quarterbacks are judged. And he says, this franchise with the Bucks know how to do it. Right, they they did it for three years with Brady, certainly, and they have a good stable of players both on both sides of the ball. He kind of kind of made it sound like the defense is going to be a little ahead of the offense, and they're going to have to lean on them early on. Um, but he, I just don't. When he gets in front of the group, Steve, he's going to sound more like the starting quarterback than anybody else on this roster. Period. Well, that and the comment you just said is what stood out to me in the press conference. This organization knows how to win, knows what they're doing. Think back three years ago. Would you have said that? No. Or more importantly, four years ago before Bruce Arians got to town. Yes, after Dirk Cutter was fired. No, they they had lost their way. It had been, what, at that point, 11 straight years without a playoff berth. Mm -hmm. Then it went 12. Right. Bruce Arians for the first years. Jameis Winston wrapped up. but They had had basically one winning season. Mm -hmm. Um to that point right 
until Dirk Dirk Cutter, you know, had the one winning season at nine and seven. But Baker said he came here because this organization knows what they're doing, knows how to win, has a roster of talent. Yeah. I mean, just think how far Bruce Arians, the coaching staff, Jason Light, and and then, you know, obviously the addition of Tom Brady has brought this franchise. Like that's the oh. way it's thought of now. Yeah. It wasn't that way three, four years ago. It was the laughing stock no. of the NFL. It was kind of no. it was the same laughing stock that where he was drafted, Cleveland. That's not far from it. It's not far from it. I mean, a few more wins, but not many. I mean, before he got to Cleveland, they were three and thirteen, one and fifteen, zero and sixteen. Mm-hmm. You can't do worse than zero and sixteen. But it was the same thing: searching for a quarterback. Of course, they tanked basically with Lovey Smith to get the number one overall pick with Jameis Winston, and then gave him five years and three head coaches to try to see if Winston could make it. And he couldn't. Um, and then, of course, they were looking behind door number two, and lo and behold, Tom Brady showed up. But Brady showed up at the right time because they had some players. Mm-hmm. And they added to that. Obviously, the, the Brady effect with Rob Gronkowski, even with Antonio Brown and players mm-hmm. like that that were very productive Leonard in the early Fournette. years. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's what made the big difference, you know, um, in addition to just Brady being Brady. But – Ever since then, you know, I've always said this. It's it's not to me. It's not a chicken and the egg thing, right? It's not. We got every coach. You know, how many programs, college and otherwise, pro, come in and say we got to change the culture. I mean, even Todd Bowles said that last year, which was weird. You know, he's like, hey, we got to, you know, and this off season is going to be important. We've got to, we got to, we got to change the culture. We got to, and it's like, well, wait a minute. To me, the culture is winning. If you win. That's the culture, right? That's the secret sauce. You got to learn how to win. Um, it's not like, well, and, and I know what they mean by, hey, it's a process. And and Baker talked about the process, and and that's true. You do have to do the right things, right, every day. Uh, the precision, the hustle, the finishing drills, the studying film. You know, the, that's what winners do. And so there is. I'm not saying that there isn't a a process to it, um, but when you win, now you have a culture. Well, that's what the Bucks have. Now, the, the, the real challenge will be, okay, you don't have Tom Brady, okay? Does that culture just – did it just walk out the door, okay? And the hope is, and it was when they signed him, that Brady, who had the greatest winner of all time, taught many of these guys, many of them who still remain, how to be winners, you know what that what that sauce is what how to work how to practice how to prepare how to take care of your body you know all those things that young players and 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 some old players don't do and so the hope is there's enough of those guys from that super bowl team because let's face it there's been you know several draft classes since then that those guys don't know anything about a super bowl they know some things though about tom brady and baker said you know, while you can't replace the Tom Brady, he's the greatest of all time, and he's not going to try to, um, that he wants to learn from those guys that are still here, that were around Tom Brady, because he wants some of that too. Yeah, and, that, and you know, who wouldn't? I mean, that, that's what – I mean, Levante David and Mike Evans, yeah. and think of some of the vets on this Chris team. Chris Godwin, yeah. That were around when this organization wasn't winning. Oh, yeah. And, and what they've learned and how they've changed – over the years. And then you're, you know, you're seeing V 
Vita Vea learned that, and Tristan mm-hmm. Wirfs, and that's right. You know, go through the roster of of young Antoine Winfield Jr., who congratulations just got engaged. I saw on Instagram. I did. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Mary uh, Manson. So yeah. So congratulations to Antoine Winfield Jr. But you know, all those young guys, Carlton Davis, Jamel Dean. Yeah. You know, they're all they've all learned from Tom Brady and mm-hmm. <clears throat> what it takes to win, and seeing him every day. And seeing, you know, just how much goes into winning that yeah. the fans don't see and isn't just on the practice field, but everything off of right. it, too. And, you know, for Baker to see that this organization, what they've gone through the last few years and want to be here. And, you know, as you've reported, he targeted the Bucks as much as they targeted him. Yeah, it was interesting. You know, I heard him also on an NFL network uh, or NFL radio broadcast interview. And he, he was funny. He kind of said. And, of course, we know all these discussions happen, right? I mean, there is the negotiating period, but let's be honest. Uh, Indianapolis, as much as a combine, it's free agency. That is most of the talk up there. And Baker had read the stories, and he knew the Bucks were interested. But then you got to wait until free agency to actually find out how interested, right? And he didn't get a max deal. I mean, his deal was, what, four, four and a half million dollars, could make as much as eight and a half, which, frankly, some backups are signing for, um, like Andy Dalton and others. But... Um, it was about opportunity, and he just said that, you know, bouncing around from team to team, I mean, that's hard to do. And what he's been through, you know, this is his fourth team since last July. I mean, you just think about that. It's, it's He goes, this is the fourth uniform I'm putting on, you know, since um, I was traded by the Cleveland Browns in July. And, you know, he he went to the Carolina Panthers, which – were in, you know, desperation mode for, for Matt Rule to try to win. And it didn't go well early, and he got hurt, and Matt Rule got fired. And then the, he did the best next thing he could do, which is support the guys in front of him. The one thing I think, and he was asked this two or three different ways, but the same question is, what's the biggest misperception about you, you know? He never really answered it directly, but it came down to basically, you know, look, I'm a good teammate, you know? I love football. And and anybody that loves football, you know, is going to enjoy playing with me because I'm I'm going to have their backs. And I thought, you know, that's I think that is the thing. You know, you see the commercials, or you know, some of the things that that he did coming out of college or said. And I mean, you have to also realize these are twenty. This is a twenty what two year old, twenty one, twenty two year old mm-hmm. kid going one overall to the worst franchise in sport, right? There's only been, what, two 0-16 teams in the history of the NFL? The Detroit Lions with Rod Marinelli one season and then mm-hmm. this one uh, that he joined. And so, you know, that's, that's as bad as it is. And then all the changes and everything like that. Tell you what, little sucker's resilient. You know, he has not let any of that affect him. In fact, as badly as he played, and he had probably the worst or did have the worst quarterback rating he ever had, um, he played really well when he got to the Rams, and he had to play less than 48 hours after he arrived there and was put in the game after one series and brought the Rams back. They, they trailed 16-3 to at one point, and he brought them back 98-yard drive at the end and beat the Raiders. And from there, uh, his touchdown interception was 4-2. to two. You know, he had good numbers, and he did it, you know, because he was able to sort of process – what was good information, what was bad about a new offense because he's been in so many. 
He's looking forward to Dave Canales' offense, and I don't think he's met Dave Canales for more than five seconds before we talked to him. Um, but he does know what the Seattle Seahawks were about, and the Seattle Seahawks were really about what the Rams were about because that's where their offensive coordinator came from. And so, you know, he knows this is going to be a good fit. I'm telling you, I and I don't the, – the question I have is is less about Baker but more about what's around him here. You know what I'm saying? Like the Bucks are trying to do something with him that's really hard to do. You're trying to, you know, shed salary cap, reload, rebuild, whatever you want to call it, while still staying – trying to stay very competitive with a pretty good nucleus of players, both young and old. Um, And it's hard to thread that needle. You know, I think the team that did it really well last year was the Seattle Seahawks and not coincidentally that like when I talked to Todd monkey, he said, you know, this is the Geno Smith model. Come in, find a good team. You can win with a division, which frankly the NFC West should have been better than it was overall last year, but San Francisco was dominant, but find, find a place where you can win. He can absolutely win in this division, and the Bucks can win in this division. They'll need a ton of luck, a ton of health, and probably a few more players at key spots um, and, and move some guys around on the offensive line. But Baker sees what, what the Bucks see, which is, you know, with you, we have a shot. I, I, mm-hmm. I, and, again, we don't know what Trask is going to be. He may play game one. And if he does, that means he's done a hell of a job because this guy, he's coming. This guy's coming, and and you know he's gonna he's gonna bring his his uh, what labradoodle whatever the hell he has <laughs> as a dog. He says he knows nothing about Tampa Bay. He's played here one time in his rookie year with Cleveland. They uh, the Bucks beat him, and he threw a couple touchdowns. Um, he's been here. I think he played Clemson here maybe at one point, but uh, what have you uh, in the state of Florida, not not in Tampa. He goes, I didn't realize that the Tampa Yankee that the New York Yankees trained right across the street from Raymond James. I didn't know that. Right, so he spent very little time here. He did know there's a winning hockey team here, though. He said we have a. I hear we have a winning hockey team. <laughs> what does he know? He's from Texas, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Come on. Uh, although the Dallas, well, they uh, beat the Stars a couple of years ago in the Stanley Cup final. So that's right. You should have realized that if he's if he's an Austin kid, but um, but no, you know, and and you expected him to win the press conference. So yeah, he's one and zero as far as that goes. But here's the but, other um, thing with Dave Canales and. You're putting in a new offense. Mm-hmm. Okay, so nobody knows the offense at this point, which means That's Dave right. Canales can customize it to fit Baker Mayfield. Absolutely. Like, it's not and it It's not be. like – and we saw the struggles when Tom Bray came in and tried to run Bruce Arians' offense. And this is the greatest of all time, struggled early in the season. And then yeah. they kind of got to the bye week and tweaked some things and changed some things around, and then they took off and won eight in a row and won a Super Bowl. Right. You know – this offense, because everyone's learning it from scratch, essentially, and what they're going to do, is they can customize yeah. it. Or if it's Kyle Trask as the quarterback, they can customize it to him, too. Like, sure. you're not – it's not you're fitting our model. You know, we right. – now the best, the best coordinators do that. They sure. Tra- they sure. tailor it to their talent. But, know? I mean, but everybody in the offense can learn that because it's not like you're changing what Mike Evans knows or Chris Godwin or Tristan Wirfs or – Ryan Jensen. Yeah. I mean, it's it's you're all learning it together at the same time, so you're going to be able to, to customize and tweak it. And it sounds like you know that's the conversations Baker's had with Dave Canales as well. Yeah, and I I think that's a disadvantage to trash the fact that he's learning a new offense because mm-hmm. he spent two years sort of trying to perfect the one that the Bruce Arians and or um, 
you know, basically Byron Leftwich was running with Tom Brady. And, and, you know, a strength of Kyle Trask is not movement in the pocket, okay? Is he functional in there? Yeah. Can he get outside and throw off platform if he has to? Sure. You know who's really good at it, who really is good at rhythm throwing, um, you know, coming out of there in space and, and, uh, and being accurate? That's Baker Mayfield. I mean, Baker Mayfield does that. Um, that's the strength of his game. And so when Baker is in the game or even Kyle, you know, he's going to look better doing it because that's what he has done and where he's been successful. So, and he's also played in a number of different offenses. I mean, that's the thing, you know, it's sort of the, Mm -hmm. you know, bad for you. Your career is just, you've been this nomadic guy for the last year, you know, drifting from town to town like a hired gun. But what's good about it is you learned all that football along the way. You, you put yourself in some really uncomfortable situations, right? Going in, not knowing teammates. You knew one guy with the ramps. Um, you know, he's there 48 hours. He's introducing himself in the huddle. I mean, you know, not, not almost literally. And when you go through stuff like that and you you not only learn a lot about yourself in terms of resiliency and things, but you learn a lot of football. And you learn, you know, there's a there's a universe out there really of of plays of how they call plays of how they read defenses and such and that's going to be the baker's advantage because now Kyle is just onto his second system in the NFL and Baker had three of them a calendar year ago <laughs> so you know um he, he's in the advanced course you know what i mean like he's 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 a, he's in the masters course and this guy's, you know, in, in freshman English. I it just um, – I don't know how you make up that ground if you're Kyle Trask. Now, Kyle has an advantage in this respect or a perceived advantage, right? And that would be, hey, um, he knows the players. Knows them really well. It's thrown mm-hmm. to him, mm-hmm. right? Knows them in the locker room. Uh, I think it was, you know – well, I'm trying to think of which quarterback he said – Ryan Griffin mostly that emphasized to Kyle when he was, you know, his first two years, Hey, get to know these guys, right? Like one day you want to be their quarterback, spend time with these dudes, right? Have relationships with them, work work with them on the field, work on the side. Like that's all you can do right now, but that's important because they'll have your back. That might be a little bit of an advantage for Kyle, but Baker's personality is not one that you're not going to get to know him and fast. I mean, Baker made it very clear that, you know, he's really good at relating to players and to, and, and to pushing them. He thinks that's the special part of the quarterback position is, is sort of knowing how to push people. He says, you know, you got to know how to relate to them. If somebody needs a kid, a little kick in the butt, and then you do that or you put your arm around them. And that's kind of what he loves about the game. And he says, you know, I only know one way to do it, dive head first and just go all in, you know. And he'll he'll make those relationships. He's gonna he's gonna be in town soon enough. He's gonna you know this is the other thing he didn't get to do last year. He wasn't traded till July, so he really didn't get to spend the OTAs and the install periods. You know they're gonna be able to install the offense uh, in the spring and into the early summer months, and then he's going to, you know, if he doesn't organize it, get together with Kyle or others, and you know have a passing camp. Um, heading into heading into training camp in July, so there's there's time for him to acclimate both living here, but mostly with his teammates and the offense, and they'll all be learning it together 
which which could be which could be a help. I think it was a bigger help for Tom Brady that a bunch of guys knew Bruce's system and they were able to teach it to Tom. Although Tom had the advantage of twenty years in the NFL, right? So he could, you know, he had seen everything. It just is what it was called, the phrase, you know, the terminology and all these things, and just the different way of doing things with all the seven step drops and five eligibles and things like that that he eventually changed to be Tom Brady's offense. But all that stuff is important. And yet I think I think it's a I think there's a big gap. I could be wrong, and if I am, the Bucks are gonna have a hell of a quarterback in Kyle Trask. But I I think when you take away his offense and give him a new quarterback's coach and bring in somebody who has had his varied experiences, good and bad as Mayfield, you're an up you got an uphill battle if you're Trask. You really do, and it's uh, you know, I you know I've said this all along. I don't think there is you a have, quarterback competition. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, Kyle Trask comes in and blows everyone's, you know, blows Great. everyone away. Then yes, but this is Baker yeah. Mayfield's job. I don't want to say to lose, but it's his job come game one, barring something so. crazy happening. That's yeah, my I belief, absolutely. and and they're going to tell you all along it's it's a competition. Baker right. Mayfield's going to say that Kyle Trask is Jason Light, Todd, Bowles. and they'll run it that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'll be structured yes. that way. Like they'll get equal reps with the number ones. Yes. Like they're going to give Baker games with the ones, you know. And it'll be a true, you know, in terms of the way it's struck. Because I've heard mm-hmm. people say, "Well, this is a competition." It was never a competition because one guy's working with the ones all the time, the other guy gets reps, mm-hmm. but it's not the same picture. Or he plays in a game with different players. This one will be the. I think one will start a preseason game. The next one will start the next. I think mm-hmm. it'll be that. I think um, they need but, to figure out what they have in Kyle Trask, and they want to know. And and yeah. So yeah. part of that training camp will be. Look, I think it's Baker Mayfield's job, but Kyle Trask is going to get plenty of rest. It's not going to be, you know, I, we just play the mop up duties and we're running the twos in the scout team. Right. You know, he is going to get times with the ones. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, before we dive into something else here in just a second, I want to remind you guys how to save money on your electric bill. It's May Electric Solar. They're a family-owned and operated business. They've been installing solar electric systems in the area now for 13 years. A lot of these companies out there, but May Electric Solar is committed to you for the long term. They guarantee their workmanship with a 30-year labor and services warranty. Plus, with every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection for all your appliances. That's what they call the May difference. If you visit the Hudson showroom, May Electric displays all their products. They conduct on-site testing. You can see exactly what they'll install. Plus, they don't use subcontractors, so you know who's doing the job. Start saving today. Call the solar energy experts at May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. You can schedule a free estimate. You can lower your electric bill all year long, preserve your appliances. That's May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. All right, Rick, after, over the last couple of weeks, we've gotten a couple of mailbag questions about the Bucks, mm-hmm. so we'll get to a few of those here. Uh, Michael yeah. had asked, are the Bucks keeping Ryan Suckup? It, it appears they may be. Um, and he's on, he's on the team. Uh, he's under contract. It's not guaranteed, okay? Is there a chance that – and because it's not guaranteed, as long as he's not on the roster week one, right – uh, then his contract won't be guaranteed. You got to be there that, with that Wednesday uh, to start the season. I think they're they're going to bring in some competition for sure, and then we'll just see. I mean, they're not unhappy about his consistency. Uh, he didn't have a great year in, in terms of field goal percentage. What really is is problematic is you know the lack of fifty plus yard field goals. He was one of seven last year, and so many of these kickers. It's a little like it's a little like. Uh, 
It's like baseball pitching these days. You know, it's, it used to be you'd have a couple guys that could throw mid-90s. Now everybody throws 100, you know. And you're like, well, every staff has some guy come out of the bullpen and throws 98, 99, 100. Um, now everybody seems to have a kicker that can make them from 50-plus, right? And not only that, but their field goal percentage is always in the upper 80s, if not mid-90s for the best. And that used to not be the case. I remember when 78% was pretty average, you know, as a field goal kicker. So – the bar keeps being raised. I, I think the fact that they did resign their free agents, now just, you know, it, it, it remains to be seen that at any instant, if they found somebody they wanted to take advantage of and sign and they needed that three and a half, they could go get them um, and they could cut Ryan Suckup. But they haven't done it yet. So I tend to think he's probably going to go to camp at this point. There's no guarantee. Like I said, um, they right now they can sign 100 guys to a minimum contract of $1.08 million simply because only the top 53 count against the salary cap. Well, if that's your 53rd guy, you can sign a hundred of them. Um, Well, you only have 90 on the roster, but you know my point. And so they're not hurting for cap money yet. They'll need money for draft picks and and IR and free agencies, things like that. I think we have to wait until we get closer to camp maybe and, and sort of understand I don't see them drafting a kicker. That hasn't gone well, although Matt Gay is very good. He just wasn't good for them. He just got an enormous contract um, with the Titans. But uh, I would say it looks like he's safe for now, and that's really all I can say. All right, Kyle tweeted us. He said, will the Bucks like to trade down in the first round to get more picks to bring in more players given the cap restraints this season? I don't know if it's about the cap, but I think it's a great idea, and I'll tell you why. I think at 19 – you're going to get the type of player that you could get anywhere all the way down probably till the middle of the second round, right? Like beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Um, Now, some might say, well, this draft has, you know, 17 A-listers, or maybe some will think it has 20 A-listers. It just depends on how you grade the draft. But then there's positions of need, et cetera. You know, the one thing you don't want to do with your first-round pick is miss, Okay, regardless of whatever position you take, you want that guy to be a stable franchise player for you and get to a second contract. I mean, that's what your goal is. But we know the bust rate in the first round is almost 50% for any position. And I just think that if you look at this team and and they you know they they're out of salary cap room for any substantial free agents at this point. Most of them are off the board anyway. But if you look at this team, they have needs, big needs, and they're going to need uh to improve their you know outside pass rush. You don't know what you're getting back in check, Barrett. Joe Tryon-Sawinka has had four sacks in each of the last two years. Um, you know Anthony Nelson they resigned really for a one year deal, even though it's listed as three, but it's just you know five million for this year guaranteed. So you're going to have to address that. You definitely have to address the tackle position and or guard, depending on what you're going to do there. If Tristan Wirfs moves, if he doesn't, so you're going to have to have something there. You need a safety now. You know, and maybe another defensive back. You've lost Sean Murphy Bunting. You've lost Mike Edwards. A year ago, you lost Jordan Whitehead. That that class that had all those defensive backs are now coming off the board. You were able to retain Carlton Davis and Jamel Dean, and that's great. And you have Antoine Winfield Jr., but that's not enough to play with, let alone depth. And so you might find yourself needing a safety or a defensive back early on. And you definitely are going to need an inside linebacker after this year. I mean, how long is Levante David going to play? He's got one more year again year-to-year guy at this age, 32, 33 years old. So with all those needs, I think you can address many of them if you move back. Now, there's got to, you know, it takes two to tangle, right? Somebody has to be coming up for somebody 
for you to move back, and you'll have to consider that player they're moving up for. Um, but I think this would be the year, and Jason Light has moved around in the draft almost every year, but to, to me this would be the year where, yes, if you can pick up a couple extra picks either in the first or second round, um, they need some volume, they need some young players, they need to redevelop that core, uh, and, and now's the time to do it. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, Michael tweeted us. He says, is William Goldston a priority to help with the dead cap space, or are they moving on? I don't know if he's a priority. Again, I think you're at the point now where, you know, could you sign him for close to minimum deal? And when I say minimum, like his first year base salary will be 1.08, but they'd, they'd absolutely have to have more cap room than that. He might have some dead money. I haven't checked his contract. I don't think William is going to go many places or maybe even any places. I mean, the one guy that has resigned from their defensive line with another team is uh, Raheem Nunez Roaches. And he wasn't even a starter on this ball club. So he went ahead of William Golston. Again, the age, um, the tape, you know, what what are you really seeing there? So I haven't heard whether they're just moving on, whether anybody wants William Golston, or, uh, again, wait and see what happens in the draft. What if your first pick is an inside um, defensive player? We know that Logan Hall is got to be, if, if he's what they thought they were a year ago when they took him in the first round, you got to pair him next season with Vita Vea. He's got to be your starter. So now you're looking for rotational guys. I don't know that that's going to be William Golston this year. We have to wait and see. I don't think they've ruled it out necessarily. Um, but, again, not a, not a priority at this point because you have the draft and you'll have more free agents uh, coming available as well. And they just signed Gaines from the, the um, L.A. Rams um, to a one-year deal as well. And he's been very productive and really kind of takes the place, I think, of Akeem Hicks. Maybe not – I don't know if it would be a starter. And, again, he probably shouldn't if Logan Hall's what they think he is. But he's another inside rotational guy that can play multiple positions there. All right, we'll get to some more mailbag questions later this week. You can uh, tweet us at NFL Stroud or at Sports Day TV, or if you want to email them in, rstroud at tampabay.com. We'll end on this, and we're taping this uh, early Tuesday or Monday evening. So it's possible mm-hmm. news may become more official uh, tomorrow. But it sounds sure. like former Notre Dame basketball coach Mike Bray will be the next head coach of your South Florida Bulls. That's incredible to me. I mean, you know, talk about a name, right? And I, I can't I don't know enough about his situation at Notre Dame either just fired, retired, like what he was there forever, right? And mm-hmm. had an awful lot of success. But for a program to get a name, you know, we talked about this in football and they went a different direction, right? Um but I think for a program like USF to get a name like that, um, that's recognizable you know, to a lot of people and the success he had, totally different conference, totally different tradition, all of that, state, you name it. I I would be encouraged by that if I were USF, that, that Mike Bray wants to coach here, you know, for whatever his reasons are. I mean, maybe he just wants to mm-hmm. be warm. I don't know. Well, his um, son and, and his wife uh, live in Bradenton. Okay. His well, brother, Shane, and sister are both Florida residents as well. 
That's huge. Um, so he had planned to spend some of his retirement time between Florida and Washington was his plan. Now okay. he's going to be the head coach here, so he's going to be here for a while. He new turns plan. 64, I think, next week. So, Yeah, well, that's, you know, 60 is the new 70, Steve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, it's the new 50. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be dead. Um, but, yeah, no, it's uh, good for good for USF. I kind of like – you know what? I, I'm willing to try anything that, if I were USF, that would give – Give my program some recognition, both with players, uh, the conference. I mean, it's a tough conference, you know. And well, and he's Houston played is, many times at the Sun Dome or now the Yingling Center. Uh, sure, being in the Big East with Notre Dame when USF was in the Big that's East. That's right. So I believe he that's was right. ten and one all time against South Florida. So, yeah, that's right. Well, hey, man, good for them and good for him if he uh, if he wants to, you know, work for Tom Brady. A lot of guys come down here and retire and have success doing it. So, <laughs> hopefully, he can do both. You know. He can play and retire uh, in Tampa Bay. So uh, thanks for your questions. Of course, as always, we can get to more of those uh, as the week goes on. Check out Tampa Bay Times and on TampaBay.com for all the latest Bucks news. Some of these guys are signing officially um, that we have talked about and written about. Chase Edmonds now official. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good third down back. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of take that role that Giovanni Bernard had, but a much better player, a younger player, highly productive guy. Throughout his career, big rushing average, a lot of catches. So I think he'll be a good weapon for Trask or whomever's back there. Um, you know, I would look for them. They they still have Keyshawn Vaughn. Of course, you know, Rashad White will be their starter. They could draft a running back. That's not beyond the realm of possibility either because I don't think you can have enough of those guys. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks here, but uh, hopefully slowing down until we get to the NFL owners' meetings uh, in a few weeks. And then, of course, it's uh, on to the NFL draft. So, uh, the league marches on, waits for nobody, but Baker Mayfield is now a Buccaneer. He's a Tampa Baker, um, whatever you, you want to say. <laughs> the, the Bucks put out a thing. I'll end it on this. <laughs> you, know how, you know how Russell Wilson says, let's ride, right? Mm-hmm. So the Bucks had a, a picture of Mayfield signing, you know, in his video of him saying, hey, you know, I'm glad, glad to be with the Buccaneers. And he didn't say anything like let's ride, but they put on the bottom of it, let's bake. I don't know that that has the same connotation as some people think it does, <laughs> but I'm just, you know, hey, I mean, his own. I, they're a month early. Today's March 20th. They could have done that on <laughs> April 20th. Right. April 20th would have been a perfect time to say let's bake, I guess, for those of you who know what I mean. Um, but anyway, probably won't come. Probably won't trot that one out again. Yeah, thanks for listening. We appreciate it as always. For Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud, the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. <laughs>